The American poet and philosopher Henry David Thoreau once said, the price of anything is the amount of life you exchange for it. Today, and perhaps always, just fulfilling the part of an adult in society entails taking on the burden of a great number of necessary tasks and responsibilities. These are only increased when you add roles like employee or business owner, spouse or parent. So, what tasks are you best suited to take on yourself and which ones should you offload on somebody else? This episode is Delegation. to Aspirational Wealth, a podcast to help you to build, grow, and protect your money. Investment and finance are complicated subject matters, but the better you understand them, the better you can put your resources to work in the service of your life's aspirations. Now, here's your host, Dan Mayer. What's up, everybody? You are listening to the seventh episode of Aspirational Wealth, and I'm grateful to you for that. Last episode, we talked about how to best reconcile preparing yourself for the future while making the most of living in the present. One theme that we revisited is the fact that money can be a tremendous resource, but it's nowhere near as great of a resource as time. That will perfectly segue us into today's episode, where we'll discuss how to determine which activities and endeavors you should spend your time on and which ones you should delegate for someone else. I think it's an apropos time for this conversation as we are in the middle of a huge sea change in which technology broadly, but artificial intelligence specifically, will become the destination of a lot of our delegated tasks. This is likely to change the landscape of every service industry. We are entering into a brave new world in which a multitude of tasks and responsibilities will be delegated to machines and a tremendous number of the human jobs that we've become familiar with will fundamentally change. AI has already made significant strides in automating routine tasks and streamlining processes. As it continues to advance, we can expect it to have a profound impact on the job market. While there is some fear surrounding the potential irrelevance of certain jobs, it's important to understand the nuances of this transformation. One way AI might affect professions is by shifting the focus from algorithmic work to heuristic work. Algorithmic work involves following predefined rules and procedures which can easily be automated by AI systems. On the other hand, heuristic work relies on human judgments, creativity, problem-solving skills, and the creation of new ideas, making it less susceptible to automation. For example, in the field of healthcare, AI can assist doctors in diagnosing diseases more accurately and efficiently. While AI algorithms can analyze vast amounts of medical data and suggest potential diagnoses, the final decision-making and patient interaction will still require the expertise and empathy of human doctors. Similarly, in the legal profession, AI-powered tools can help lawyers with legal research and document analysis, saving time and improving accuracy. However, the critical thinking, negotiation skills, and courtroom advocacy will remain essential tasks performed by human lawyers. To put it succinctly, AI probably isn't coming for your job, just the algorithmic parts. 
Overall, the future of work with AI is not about humans being replaced by machines, but rather about humans and machines collaborating to achieve better outcomes. By embracing AI and acquiring the necessary skills to work alongside intelligent systems, individuals can adapt and thrive in this evolving landscape. Those who are resistant to bringing on the new technology run the risk of antiquating themselves and their provided service. The point is, by being able to increase efficiencies through the leveraging of artificial intelligence, hopefully we can get back some of that most precious resource that I alluded to before, and that is our time. All right, that brings us back to our original question. What tasks should you perform yourself and what tasks should you delegate out, whether they be to other humans or machines? I think this question is best asked in four parts. First, what is our ability to do the task? Second, what is the cost to outsource it? Third, what is the opportunity cost of doing it ourselves? And fourth, is the task fulfilling to us or is it tedious? All right, so for illustrative purposes, as our task, let's talk about changing the oil in your car and we'll run it through our four part question series. So number one, what is our ability to do it ourselves? Well, speaking for myself, there was a moment in which I knew how to do it, but I'd probably have to take a YouTube refresher and I most certainly would not do it nearly as efficiently as a professional mechanic. Also, as a side, my dainty advisor hands really haven't been honed for real manual labor. Number two, what is the cost to outsource it? The last time I did it, it was around 60 bucks. Number three, what is the opportunity cost of doing it? Meaning, what else could I be doing? Personally, my potential big regret in the future is the amount of time I spend working. There are a bunch of different ways that I justify it, but time outside of the office is a precious thing for me. And so the time it would take me to change the oil in my car would be a big cost because it would be more time away from my family. Number four, is the task fulfilling or tedious? Some people are car people. Time under the hood is therapeutic. I am not one of those people. Tedious. So conclusion, I'll never change the oil in my car. The value of having it done is great, as is the opportunity cost of spending my precious and limited free time to do it. That's a no-brainer. Obviously, as this is a financial podcast, the real question that I'm presenting you today is, what parts of your financial planning should you do yourself and what parts, if any, are best delegated to a financial professional? Through that same four question series, I think that you can figure this out. Regarding that first question, when deciding whether to do something yourself or delegated, it's important to assess your own expertise and available resources. Consider the complexity of the task, the potential risks involved, and the time and effort required. If you find yourself lacking the necessary knowledge or feeling overwhelmed, it's a clear sign that seeking professional assistance is the way to go. I'd like to qualify this even further by saying that some of my clients are exceptionally sophisticated folks, more intelligent than myself, and certainly are capable of learning everything that I know about financial advisory and planning. What they lack is not the aptitude to create, implement, benchmark, and amend their financial plans. They simply lack the bandwidth. Regarding the second question of what is the cost, financial planning fees usually fall into one of three categories. There are flat fee arrangements, fee arrangements as a percentage of invested assets that the advisor manages, or if the advisor is a representative of a suite of products, there can be a commission-based structure. 
understanding cost as well as any potential conflicts of interest present in the arrangement is super important. I'd also recommend that you make sure that any planner you consider working with is a fiduciary. In this way, they will be legally bound to give advice that's in your best interest. One unique thing in an advisory cost versus a maid service, for example, is that the hope is presumably that the relationship will lead to a positive impact over your financial circumstance. But as the saying goes, in the absence of value, any cost is too much. If you do decide to partner with a professional, make sure their value proposition to you is clear and that the service merits the cost. Define what a successful ongoing relationship looks like early in the process and revisit that. If it is your choice to manage your household financial plan yourself, know that you're going to have to put in the work. Specifically, you're going to need to go down the rabbit hole of investment, taxes, estate planning, and insurance with the understanding that each of these landscapes is constantly changing and continuing education is a must. This brings us to the last two questions to consider. What is the opportunity cost? Or what is this education and implementation taking you away from? And is this a fulfilling task for you or a tedious one? Now, obviously we all perform a multitude of menial tasks in our day to day, and whether a task is fulfilling or not isn't really the principal determinant of whether we're going to do it ourselves or delegate it. But the more time you spend on a specific task or obligation, the more this question becomes relevant. Remember, your time is finite and it's irretrievable. As the Thoreau quote in the beginning of the episode illustrates, the delegation of your time to a task is the price you're paying for it. Our life is its own currency and we should be mindful of how we spend it. Managing your household finances and planning strategy will take a significant amount of time. And so if you're going to go at it alone, I'd hope that the topics of investment, budgeting, taxes, and estate are topics that energize you instead of drain you. By virtue of the fact that you're listening to a financial podcast right now, I'd guess that you are interested in at least some of these topics. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to wrap this all up. Pardon the interruption, but we have an obligatory disclosure. Even though I'm a financial advisor, this show is not financial advice because I don't know you. I don't know your circumstance, your objectives, your time horizon, your risk tolerance, your tax liability, your estate planning dynamic, and what makes you tick. In the absence of all that, this show is instead an educational podcast on general best practices in personal finance and investment. Before you do anything actionable, consider strongly if it is a suitable decision for you. Now back to the show. All right. Today, we discussed the delegation of tasks and obligations in a general sense, as well as touched upon how artificial intelligence is likely to play a part. The ability of this oncoming technology to aggregate and distill data is astounding. And as far as I can tell, the broad adoption of AI in all fields will be a Darwinistic adaptation rather than a discretionary choice. AI won't replace all of the labor force, but those who don't incorporate it into their businesses will likely become antiquated and obsolete. Specifically, AI will more efficiently perform algorithmic tasks than humans. Our value then becomes more heuristic in nature. This is absolutely true in my industry. 
Certain aspects of my job, I believe, will be commoditized to the point where they are no longer a part of the value proposition that financial advisors offer. However, in defense of the profession, and this is a very self-interested defense, I believe that delegating your investment advisory, financial planning, accounting, and estate planning to trained professionals offers numerous benefits. There's the specialized expertise that it takes a long time to accumulate that we bring to the table. There's the substantial time and effort that you'll save in delegating. There's an added accountability to maintaining your plan and staying on the path. And I think something that often goes overlooked is that in working with a financial professional, there is an added sense of confidence that you're going to achieve your financial objectives. According to a 2022 study conducted by Northwestern Mutual, only 35% of American adults currently work with an advisor. But of those who do, their confidence in achieving their financial objectives is substantially higher. All right, so there's my sales pitch. If you'd like to schedule a conversation with me and talk about what an advisory relationship might look like, please go to my website, yourplanwithdan.com, and book out a video chat on my calendar. If you're looking to navigate your financial journey on your own, I'm happy and honored to be an educational resource. It's actually one of the main motivations that I had for making the podcast in the first place. That will do it for this episode. Tune in next time where we will be discussing collaboration. Specifically, how to ensure that your various financial service providers are working together in the service of your financial well-being. Continuity is key, and we'll get into that on our next show. Take care. Advisory services offered through Triumph Capital Management, a registered investment advisor.